0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talk To Us Nice. You're listening to your girls, Mac and Kelsey. And this week, a lot of stuff going up and down. We have five more states who decide to be ridiculous. Texas, Mississippi, Iowa, Montana, and North Dakota. What's up, losers? They have decided... (laughs) They have decided to take it upon themselves to remove the state mask mandates despite the continuous threat of COVID-19.
1: I really just... Just fucking kill us. You know, I've said it time and time and again, like enough is enough. The amount of time that they've been deciding how much fucking money to give us. You know what? Let's just open up the movie theaters. Let's open up Madison Square Garden. I'm like, just say you want me dead already and do it, pussies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like this tweet I saw. Everyone used to use the phrase. I ran from that like the plague and now the plague is here and nobody's running.
1: No, we're all sitting very comfortably being
0: like, oh my God, that plague thing? People are dying? What? Where? What? Where are you Let's talking about? Let's go spring about? break there. Let's go to spring break where people are dying. That's awesome. That sounds yeah. like my kind of party.
1: Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks, Miami. You guys can keep it.
0: It's it's honestly so crazy. But there are 11 other states that never required a face covering, which was Alaska, Arizona, Florida, of course, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Tennessee. It's just all states that I never wanted to go visit anyway. So I'm chilling. I'm good on that. I'll stay right where I am. Stay right where I am. There's not much else to comment on that, is there? No, because I can't believe it's
1: about to be the year anniversary of this godforsaken fucking pandemic in the first place. And now everyone's just like, I guess we'll deal with it. Yeah, I guess I'll go to Mexico. Like, I can't. The
0: levels are still there, but I'm type bored and I haven't raged in a while.
1: (laughs) It's like, okay.
0: Let's just forget about it. Speaking of raging, guys, we need you to rage with us June 7th through June 11th. Your girls are part of the Creatress Summit and it is a summit for women of color in media. And your girls are presenting on podcasting, which is just like, I don't know, (laughs) a big deal. It's like-
1: kind of a big deal i don't know our black asses giving out advice in the
0: spotlight melanin shining we're gonna look fly as fuck i don't know just (laughs) give you a little reasons why you should definitely purchase tickets to watch us we'll put the link down below these are the early bird prices there will be one day passes for those who just want to go You know, see us, but there's a ton of stuff that you can experience there. And it's not just for people in podcasting, it's for women in any type of form of media. So it's a four day conference and you can buy VIP passes or just regular day passes to all of them. It's going to be so informational. It's virtual, of course, but once again, the link is going to be down below. Please check it out. Thanks, babes. Did you see on Twitter this weekend that Billy Eichner?
1: tweeted that finally we're getting our first gay rom-com set to hit theaters next summer around august and he's gonna co-write he's the executive producer and judd apatow is set to be producing um nicholas stroller is gonna be the director and he also did forgetting sarah marshall get him to the greek neighbors like all fucking great movies and i'm just like Finally, fucking finally, we're getting what we deserve.
0: Um, excuse me, first gay rom. I mean, I guess it's the first gay rom com in movie theaters because there was a very cute movie on Freeform. I mean, the guy was toxic as hell, but it was still a love story. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, it's on Freeform. It's like it's called the thing about Harry or something of that nature. Mm, sounds made up. No, no, it's so good. <laughs> um, the guy is super toxic in it though, but. <laughs> What relationship isn't, I don't know, in my experience, they have all been toxic. So it was super real, okay? Uh, but yeah, there was one on Freeform, and it's still there. You can watch it on demand. Mm. Look at me at Free Press. Pay Thank me you. Freeform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to see this movie. I wonder who's going to be in it.
0: Yeah, I wonder who's going to play opposite him. Who would you want to see? I don't know. You want to know why? I don't know. Because I just see Billy as someone who's, he's going to be the toxic one in the relationship. Like, he's <laughs> not going to be the put together one that, you know, is just like striving on his own. He's going to be the problem. So I'm just like, do I want to pick somebody for Billy to be the problem for? No, that's not my place. <laughs> that's too much pressure. <laughs> it's too much pressure. <laughs> Who would you? Um,
1: I don't know. Hopefully somebody of color. I wonder if it's going to be like that classic, we're going to have an old gay and a young gay falling in love.
0: If they're going to do that, maybe Jeremy Pope from Hollywood. Oh,
1: perhaps. I could see that. I I just want
0: people of color everywhere.
1: Everywhere. I also can't wait to see it and complain that it's going to be 30 minutes too long. I already know it.
0: It's always 30 minutes too long. I feel like every time someone's like, yes, that's it. That's the final cut. Someone should just come in and just be like, snip, 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 snip. 30 more minutes gone. Oops. Speaking about love, this past week, I don't know why Lamar was caught up in watching an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And it was the episode where him and Khloe got married. And this man was not okay. This man is deep in his feels. He was so deep in it. He wrote this message out to Chloe. He shared a video of himself watching old videos of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And he captions the clip that he put up of him just, you know, getting a little emotional. It says, my show with my ex-wife. I want to thank Kris Jenner, Khloe Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, Rob Kardashian, and Courtney Kardashian for taking me in and loving me without judgment. Y'all gave me a family. And for that, I am forever grateful. Thanks, E! Entertainment, for the marathon. And then a bunch of hashtags you usually only see for... You know, people are trying to build their following aka us <laughs> uh, <laughs> He said it's crazy how time flies before thinking all of them again. And I mean, honestly, before he went back down his, you know, traumatic rabbit hole, I loved them together. me too, cause the thing about Chloe is that you can see, like she loves hard. yeah, and she's so loyal to the people who are in her life. She loved that man. I was very, very sad when they got divorced. I understand why completely. And I support the decision to do that. It was just sad because even him and Rob were so close and I loved seeing their friendship. It was definitely
1: a moment in time that like you can definitely pinpoint throughout this whole Kardashian journey because, yeah, I wasn't really ever into the show, but like you knew that like Lamar and Khloe were fucking in love. You knew that Rob kind of came out of his shell a little bit more, like. You know, it was fucking funny. And then you were like, wait, you guys have only known each other how long? One month? And you're getting married on TV. And then you're going to have your own show after that. Like, wild fucking times. But I loved it. I loved her. it.
0: Yeah. That was when they were literally, they were Rob's parents. They, like, really they took care of Rob like crazy. It was so wild making socks. Does he still make those?
1: I have no idea. What are they called? Arthur George? Sis, I don't know. <laughs> I feel oh, like no I feel like I'm right so I'm leaving it in
0: yeah let's keep it because <laughs> maybe we want that old thing back huh. he's like uh-huh. he's like life is so much easier
1: when Chloe was literally taking care of me
0: for real though she seems so loving I would definitely want her as a wife Chloe's always been one of my favorites there's like 18 of them I can say one of my favorites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me and um my roommate Kat, we were talking the other day about if we could be a Kardashian for the day, which one we would want to be.
0: And I said Kim because she's the richest. Isn't Kylie the richest? Or oh, do you mean from the, the original three?
1: You can choose out of the five, or you know, not the richest. I'm sorry, she's the most famous. And I think it would be fun to be her for a day. Now, do I want all those kids? Definitely not. They have to go somewhere.
0: I'm saying I might be Kendall because I got hot single auntie written all over me okay hot rich auntie right over her last week we got a
1: bunch of new music releases which gets me very excited for summer so hopefully you know i could twerk my ass somewhere in these streets of new york city but we got some new drake we got some new bruno mars we got Doja Cat's video for Streets and SZA's Good Time, which I'm going to start. I don't know if you saw that new trend on Twitter where everyone's like, I'm just going to live my life lying like SZA and being unbothered. And I'm like, same.
0: I want to say that, but my anxiety says, yeah, the fuck right. My depression said, you're cute, sweetie. (laughs) So no, I can't. (laughs) I can't live that way. Mm, My multiple
1: personality said, we'll give it a shot. (laughs)
0: But what Every time you I done? think about Drake, I think about twerking my ass. I just miss summer 2016. Just knowing that Drake is bringing out new music just brings me back to that, and I'm just like, is this yeah. going to be our time? Are we finally going to be able to make up for 2020? We'll see. Still up in the air. <laughs> Still very much up in the air. You hear that, Spring Breakers? Anyway. Anywho. Um, you know me. Me and Aubrey, we've always been in love. I've loved everything he's put out. But I was listening to his first album. I I remember it distinctly. I don't know why. I was like in my sister's room, in her closet, trying to steal something. And I just remember I had it on repeat because I was like getting ready for the night to go out. And I was just like, baby's not going to make it as a rapper, but I will support any mixtape he puts out. (laughs) And now he's the, one of the biggest artists in the entire world. <laughs> but because, you know, when like people on these shows try to do music, you're just like, yeah, OK. But like, Good I luck. just really, really loved him. And so yeah. I was going to support it anyway. But I was just like, poor baby, he's like, he's going to try really hard and he's not going to make it. Like, that just makes me sad. And now look at him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing just fine He's doing just fine but baby if you're listening just know that I supported you even when I didn't think anybody else is going to support you like I need you to know how real that is lover boy
1: yeah I'm into it I liked his uh three new mixtape drops
0: yeah I liked it too um I did love what's next it's probably gonna debut at number one of course there's also that song that's dropping hints that He might be seeing Kim, which, you know, he's probably just trying to reignite that fight with Kanye. Um, I don't blame him. I really didn't think he had this much balls, to be quite honest. (laughs) I thought my baby was 11 out of fighter. You know what I mean? (laughs) But here he is. He's like, where's that flame? Anybody has some oil? Lighter fluid? Anybody? Hairspray? Mm -hmm. I'll take anything flammable. Anything. Light that shit right up. And wait, what was the line that he said? Like, he doesn't mention Kim by name, but he does mention Yeezy right away. He says, yeah, I probably go link to Yeezy. I need me some Jesus. But as soon as I start confessing my sins, he wouldn't believe us. Um, I don't really know what that means. Me either, but go on. But I just feel like, you know, it's fighting words because they're not friends. (laughs) I'm just assuming. But people are taking that and running with it and saying that he's hinting at having an affair with Kim Kardashian.
1: Which, like, she wouldn't. Right? Not with him. Not with fucking Aubrey.
0: I'm always feeling Drake. Always. Any time, any place, any year, any date. Any date I might have with him in the future. You see what I'm saying? You see these breadcrumbs that I'm dropping? Yes.
1: Come be picking me. them up. Come find me. <laughs> I also love bruno mars and i'm so happy him and anderson pock have started this silk sonic band did did you see the message to to the grammys they're like please let us sing
0: please my mom is one of the biggest bruno mars fans really and the thing is that she hates short men (laughs) feel like I get everything from my, like, now I look at men and I'm just like, if I bring you home to my mom, she's going to be pissed. Like, if their beards are super long, she fucking hates that shit. If they have long hair, she'll probably try to steal him from me. She's really? Like, she likes a beard, but it can't be, like, super long. She's always staring at men's hairlines. We're watching a movie, she's like, he's going to be bald. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> or mom? she'll know that it's a hairpiece. Like, she's savage,
1: Okay, I love that your mom is here for the culture.
0: And I'm just like, mom, there's this guy I'm talking to, and he was like, he's bald, and the face she gave me was absurd. <laughs> but the other thing going on with Bruno Mars that people just like aren't really fucking with is that they're saying that he's appropriating black culture in his music. Now, I just feel like Bruno Mars has always been super soulful, super funky. I also didn't know that Bruno Mars wasn't any parts black, to be quite honest. <laughs> I
1: thought he was. I know when we were talking about this a couple of days ago for the podcast, you brought this up to me and I'm like, no, I know, it's crazy. And then you were like, what? (laughs) Like, people did not know that he was for the people.
0: I thought he was Black. I don't know. I don't know. i like, not full Black, but I thought he was like, you know, something. But he responded on an interview with The Breakfast Club and said, you can't find an interview where I haven't talked about the entertainers who have come before me. The only reason why I'm here is James Brown, Prince and Michael, which is true. He always mentions the music that he loves, the music that inspired him and all of that. He continued to say, this music comes from love. And if you can't hear that, I don't know what to tell you. Do you consider this appropriating? No, like I've never thought that ever. Me either. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't, I, I, is this coming from black people? Cause you know how sometimes like yeah. it's not the black people saying that it's appropriation. It's. it's and that's what, and that's exactly
1: what I feel like is happening. I feel like the whites are upset and they were like, <sighs> this fucking
0: Bruno Mars character again? That's why it's power. Out. Let's support our brothers and sisters not realizing that they're making it fucking worse. <laughs> Just like with all the Black Lives Matter marches, it's like they're the ones storming and breaking windows and doors and all that stuff into all the shops. And then people are like, oh, it's because of Black Lives Matter. I'm like, that was not a Black person who did that. Not at all. Leave us the fuck alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like we literally didn't ask for any of this. We just want right? to be treated with decency.
0: No, I want to be treated better than that. It's been too long.
1: Want to be treated like <laughs> no, yeah. You know what? Now
0: treat me like a goddamn queen. Yeah, that's part of my reparations. Curtsy. The fuck. <laughs> that's a little note for Megan Marco. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> we have a lot of opinions.
0: Yes. So like questions him a bit more about you know the criticism he's getting. And he says it comes with the gig. There's real merit to what people are saying about Black entertainers not getting their flowers. And I hope that later on, there's going to be a band that's taking what we did and flipping that and freaking that and putting their own spin on it. Because if they don't, then what is the point of us doing this? And it's true. I just feel like everybody has an inspiration somewhere. I don't think he's using it inappropriately. Do some people use it inappropriately? 100%. 100%. I don't feel like Bruno's one of them
1: no he's literally fine like he's just a he's a good performer when he, he,
0: performer. When he was on
1: tour a couple years ago nobody wanted to go to that fucking concert with me and I was so upset really I would have jumped at that everyone was like yuck Bruno Mars I'm like yuck <laughs> excuse me how dare you how fucking dare you he's given us so many good bops I've actually since him releasing um silk sonic with anderson pock i've been listening to his old shit again
0: Mm -hmm. gorilla oh i loved gorilla
1: sexiest fucking song i've ever heard nobody talked to me
0: what was the other one i used to love if i was your man i was looking at all my exes like look at you fucking up you're gonna be singing this song (laughs) to karaoke dummies think about me (laughs) you're gonna be singing this song about me and karaoke you fool
1: Locked out of heaven. Bops on bops on yeah. bops. I'm going to need them. The only
0: thing that I've ever had a problem with Bruno. Yes. Was for Versace. He used Zendaya as like the music video girl. And I was like, she's a child. She's a child in here. I don't want to see that. I hate this. <laughs> that was the only time I was just like. Eep. Eep. Yeah, same. Other than that, I love you, baby. And it's a great song. <laughs> and you got the support from the Talk To Us Nice Host. And honestly, that's all that matters if you want to yeah. be with it. That's it. On to more music news. So this isn't a song per se. This is just foolishness out the gate. So in an interview with Leah A. Henry for Leah's Lemonade, we have Matthew Knowles. I don't know why we're interviewing Matthew Knowles, but here we are. We're that bored, I guess. I don't know why she's doing... you know what? It's the producers who got him. So whatever. (laughs) But she brings up the fact that a lot of people are saying, you know, if Beyonce gets a biopic, Chloe should play young Beyonce. He did not like that, man. He was not a fan. And I'm like, does Beyonce even talk to you? Like, I don't know. But anyway, she said, do you see the comparison? Like the same thing that you saw in young Beyonce? Do you see that in Chloe Bailey? And he said, you got to be kidding me, right? You're asking me that question? Are you serious that you're comparing that young lady to Beyonce? And it's like, one, she didn't say to Beyonce now. She specifically said young Beyonce. Oh, no, I heard what she said. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> he did it. He said, she <laughs> He continued to go on. Okay, you're talking about if someone's doing a movie, not talent-wise. Talent-wise, are you telling me talent-wise somebody is an idiot enough to compare her to Beyonce talent-wise. And I don't know, that also felt like attack on Leah, which I was just like, watch your fucking mouth. Like, you're on someone else's show. You are irrelevant right now. Truly. And on this show, there was no reason to go that deep or go that hard on this situation. And she honestly didn't really know what to say because I doubt she expected that sort of reaction from him and what he was going to say to her.
1: Yeah, because... You can say that, but you don't have to be a complete dick about it, especially when she wasn't even comparing. She was just saying, like, it's so fucking wild. And the fact that you're going to get this pressed about it, like, dude, Beyonce, don't even fucking fuck with you anymore. She literally wrote a diss track about you and you're still alive about how much you fucking suck.
0: And it makes me just think, like, how much controversy and confrontation did he cause when Beyonce was in a group and he was their manager? like? I wonder how many problems occurred and complexes happened because Matthew Knowles is a dick. <laughs> like it just, he just True. seems like a dick. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was too merch. And Hallie writes, how amazing is it that Chloe Bailey is already an icon? Just popping in to say that I'd ride for my sister till the end. Okay. And, you know, that's what sisters do. Like, we already know Chloe wasn't going to respond. And we know it's out of respect for Beyonce. It has nothing to do with Matthew himself. It's just wild to me because they're under Beyonce's label. She has so much influence and power in, like, the way that they're doing their music and their inspiration and how they work and their work ethic in general. Of course, she sees them as, you know, her protégés. So I don't know. I still don't understand why Matthew went that hard.
1: He's a loser. Literally, the only reason.
0: I only acknowledge Tina. As we should. I'm fully convinced that Tina Knowles was pregnant with Beyonce through MACA conception. And that's why she's so godly. Yeah,
1: honestly. Show me the receipts. Someone put it in the book. We'll make it real. In other news, this week on um, a segment I like to call Black women getting tortured for no fucking reason other than existing, we have Amanda Gorman, who did that beautiful poem at the inauguration, all around sweet baby angel, deserves everything beautiful in this world. And on Friday, she went on Twitter and she talked about a security guard following her home because she looked suspicious. And it was her home because why would she walk somewhere that she doesn't live with keys to a home that she doesn't live in? And she said on her Twitter that a security guard tailed her on her walk home tonight. He demanded if I live there because he said that I looked suspicious and she showed her keys and she buzzed herself into the building. He left, no apology. This is the reality of black girls. One day you're an icon, the next day you're a threat. And honestly, she's fucking right. Like. People were praising her two months ago and how eloquent she spoke at the inauguration, and how she's gonna be a leader of a bunch of kids, like wanting to be that when they grow up because she had a speech impediment. And just, you know, being black in America for anyone is not fucking easy. So to overcome any obstacle, you know, is a job well fucking done. And now she's being tailed. I
0: don't like it. My thing is, right? She could have been house-sitting. It didn't even have to be her house. No. What if she was just house-sitting for a friend? You know, there's jobs for it. She is the least threatening-looking person I've ever seen on TV. She looks like a small bird. And you're telling me that she looks suspicious and threatening, and that's why you're tailing her? Just say you have no power and that you feel miserable and just go on your way.
1: Or just say that you're racist and you saw an opportunity and you tried to take it.
0: Like, left with no apology And once again, it's skin color. Like, are you just like, are you mad that, you know, we actually have a culture? Like, I'm so confused. It's not my fault. It's not any of our fault that your culture lists. I need you to get off of our backs. And that is on Sweet Tea and Catfish and Grits. Leave us alone.
1: (laughs) That sounds delicious right now, actually. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. And she said in another tweet that... He was right. I am a threat, a threat to injustice, to inequality, to ignorance. Anyone who speaks the truth and walks with hope in an obvious and fatal danger to the powers that be. So I don't know. Do better world? Question mark. I don't know.
0: We can say it until we're blue in the face, which can't happen because our melanin is popping. But there's just things that you can't reform and you can't change, especially when it's been embedded in people and they want it to stay. It's not like they're open minded and want to see what we're speaking about, what our thoughts are, what our side is like. They don't care because they're in a higher position in the way that they're thinking. So why would they want to switch that?
1: That thing on Twitter with Papa John's, the ex-CEO from Papa John's was like on some radio show like via Zoom. And he said mm-hmm. that he's he's been working for 20 months to remove the N-word from his vocabulary.
0: You need 20 months to remove a word from your vocabulary? A word yeah. that you shouldn't have been saying in the first place? Also, he needs 20 crazy. months to remove the grease from all those pizzas he's been eating. He needs to chill out. 20 still months greasy every time I see him. I just don't How often we saying it? It's probably every other word to be quite honest. Holy shit. I'm just picturing real Django moments right now. That's what I'm picturing, Django.
1: Crazy. Do better. Literally everybody.
0: Besides black women. Oh my God, please, please keep prospering. You're just doing so great. Give yourself a pat on the back today. Yeah. Black women keep doing what you're
1: doing because you're fucking gorgeous and you're powerful and people can't stand it.
0: But going back to the way that media treats black women, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go in depth on the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Oprah interview honestly i wish we had recorded right after we watched it because i was on one because my mom didn't get to see it because she had fallen asleep but she had woken up maybe like a half hour after it the way i was i told her the whole thing front to back left to right in full sentences trash 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 trash. also we are on tiktok tiktok's anti-black i don't care (laughs) let me stop (laughs) Our video, the traction it was getting was amazing. And they took it down for hate speech because I called Prince Charles a hoe, I called Camille a hoe, I called Kate and William Hoes. And so they took down the video for hate speech. And the world wanted to see it because the response was great. Once again, stop putting black women down. <laughs> I'm <led by> t- <laughs> I need us to make it. This isn't work. Like, this is fun. This is, you know, what we love to do. Yeah. We will have a dream job because I don't dream to work. This is just us giving our Black-ass opinions on things that we deserve to give opinions on because people silence us too many times. And so here's our platform. Here is my voice. Hear me roar. You hear that TikTok? Anyway, now on to this interview with Oprah. She snatched
1: my fucking wig off my head and left me scalpless.
0: For anybody who wants to be in journalism, the way and the tactics that Oprah uses are so legendary. Like, of course she's a legendary human being. She's been doing this a long time. She's no like young chick in the game. Like she knows what she's doing, but I still sat there with my mouth open like, wow. She said, oh, you think you're going to ignore that question? Let's circle back. Let me rephrase the question. Maybe it'll be easier for you to swallow. Oh, it's not? Okay, I'll just ask it again more directly. You are going to give me my answer. It was just masterful. That was a master class. She's everything. It was
1: everything that I wanted. I mean, obviously, I wanted names. I wanted to know who said Archie was going to be too fucking black. I want to know who pointed out his skin color.
0: Oh, we do know from CBS's TikTok that it was not Queen Elizabeth or the taxidermy that is Prince Philip. That man is... How is he still kicking... Y'all worrying about Archie's skin... I saw this tweet. It was so funny. They're like, Y'all worried about Archie's skin and not Prince Philip's skin. Literally translucent. It's ghost like on a skewer. I was crying. I can't.
1: I can't. That interview was so fucking good. Megan came out looking gorgeous. Find out right away. Oprah said, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, nobody got paid for this. Megan doesn't know the questions. And I don't remember the third thing, but Oprah said, "Take several fucking seats because this is my show."
0: Speaking of paid for this, one of my biggest issues. I was so livid at Bethany Frankel. Please hold while I find it. And it's so
1: disappointing because I love Bethany. I'm. It's so- not. Just, it's not disappointing to me because I. Mm, oh, you love the
0: Housewives. I mm-hmm. love
1: that. Yeah. No, for me. The Housewives is like second nature. I'm very fluent in Bravo and every fucking Housewives franchise. So for Bethany to come out her face like this, especially, especially because her ex put her through so much shit in the fucking news all the time and like was censoring things that she could say and what she could do. And now you're going to come
0: down and you're going to attack a black woman. How dare you? That is what really pissed me the hell off. She's been through so much shit that half the country didn't even care to hear her cry about. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know much about her. I just knew about Skinny Girl Margarita. I didn't watch the show, but I'm never gonna judge a woman who's obviously hurting and this is how she's choosing to express herself. But for her to say about Megan, cry me a river, the plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching $7 for interviews, hundreds of million deals in the media. And she put, like, the sad face. And then someone had mentioned something about Harry. Harry needs to be given a break because this happened to Diana, and yada, yada, yada. Bethany then says, I 100% give Harry a break. And I can't remember the rest right now. I really wish I could find it, but I don't know where it is. Why are you giving Harry a break because of what he had to deal with because his mother passed because of the media, but you're not giving the woman who's going through the same thing Diana went through a break? Why does it always have to be, oh, Black women need to suffer? I'm so fucking over this shit. So Bethany Franco can kick rocks. like I never really cared for her in the first place, but now she is non-existent. And I hope that people tear... No, you know what? I still don't want want people to tear other people down. Let me just shut the hell up. But I am, I am so livid. And then after watching the interview, that's when she wants to backtrack, and she's like, "Oh, I watched M and H. Excuse me. Shut up, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what titles they're deciding not to take anymore. Now you need to name them by their title. Okay, it is Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan Markle. Exactly. M and H. Shut the f- anyway." emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless i'm a polarizing unfiltered often to a fault flawed person with a voice when i heard of the interview during a pandemic it felt like a surprising choice i'm sorry if i hurt or offended you no you're not it's like you are you're talking about how oh i use my platform and my voice and they're just silencing megan when she's using her platform to talk about things that have been, like, cutting her at her knees. Yeah, which we find
1: out with this interview how much she did not fucking know. And I am going to believe women, obviously. Like, do I think it's crazy that she went into this whole thing so naively? Yeah, because I'm sorry. I try Googling the guys I talk to on Tinder and Hinge, trying to find out their fucking birthdays. So, like, are we compatible, you know? like, Yeah. So the fact that she did none of that, I was a little, like...
0: Yeah, Uh-oh. let's let's talk about this. Let's start this from the, the beginning. Let's just go through the whole thing because it is a lot. It's a lot. And that part that part that part right there was wild because I tweeted, I'm just like, I do FBI analytics on my Tinder Day, tell me. You you didn't look up Prince Harry, <laughs> Prince Harry. Get out of here. You did you watch the Royals? Like, I'm sorry, I said Elizabeth Hurley.
1: Did you Watch The Crown. I never thought that The Crown would prepare me for this moment in my life. I feel like I know so much.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to
1: credit The Fucking Crown because it's delicious. And I just, yeah, I can't believe it. I can't. But you know yeah. what? I believe her. Okay. I did buy? say,
0: I'm not going to lie. I did tweet. That was like, that was the one I did that I was just like, well, I didn't say I didn't believe her. I was just like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. That's absolutely crazy that you didn't look up anything not one thing i understand like wanting to find things out organically and all that but come on sis that's that's actually super wild and she did say she was naive about it she thought on the outside and things like that she would have to you know do the curtsy and do all that but not when just meeting her for lunch but it's also like so what why'd you have to look it up so you still didn't look it up and you're gonna go meet his family you're, you were going she was going they were going to lunch to meet somebody right some part of the royal family
1: yeah um I think Princess Eugenie cuz I think she's yeah. been friends with her prior.
0: I just feel like that's too deep into the relationship to not have looked up anything. I'm so, I still stand by that. That's the only thing in the interview that I just had a whole bunch of question marks in my head that I couldn't believe that she didn't look up one thing because I I know too many people who completely disregard other people's culture and and traditions and heritage. So to hear her say that, just kind of like, it, it made me cringe a bit. Like, say you were marrying somebody of, you know, South Asian culture and they were Indian and they wanted, to, wanted you to wear like a sari and like all of that. And you said no, or you didn't even look into the heritage of what they do at weddings or any of that, or you just expected them to conform to yours. That would be rude, wouldn't it? Oh, for fucking sure. That's the only like cringe moment I had in the interview.
1: But I also think you also have to think about, like, what Harry was telling her. Like, you know, how he was making it seem or how he was talking about... Because, you know, they met and then they did, like, an eight-day fucking trip to some safari in, like, South Africa where they just, like, slept in tents. So then you have to wonder, like... What was he telling her? Because he's always been very vocal about not giving a fuck about being a part of the crown and hating his title and just mm-hmm. like wanting to live a normal life. So then it it does come into question, well, how much was he not like letting her on and knowing?
0: That is true. Maybe because my anxiety written ass cannot deal with that. i will be like, no, I need to know everything. <laughs> Who is your third cousin twice removed? Do they have a portrait in the hallway? Do I need to know and say, oh my God, what a beautiful portrait of so-and-so. Like I... <laughs> It'd be like, you better tell me now. I don't know that she it could be like different perspectives and things like that. But when I watched, it, I was like, sis,
1: no, I was like, not me, I have too many questions.
0: But yeah, so that could also be put on Harry, too. Um, I put so she's basically saying that she went in blind, that's on her. But I think we've all seen virgin. Bridget- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, because even I know like. I'm first generation and I know when I meet my mother's friends and things like that, I need to bow. I need to do all that. I have to say mama. I have to say auntie. If I bring my man around and my mom's friends are there and he doesn't do the same, I'll be ripped apart. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let me move on from that. Um, then we also find out that they got married three days before the actual wedding, which I love that shit. You know, I love my little secrets. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, look at us, little secret. I'm looking at him over my teacup, like, but Mary. Mm-hmm.
1: It was wild to hear her also say how much the palace didn't have her back, and were telling her, like, yeah, babe, you no, know, the tablets are gonna say things about you, but like, we all know that's not true, and like, don't worry because we got your back, and don't read them
0: because yeah, of- just don't read them, ignore them.
1: Which, you know, which she was probably like, yeah, duh. Like she she knew because she did have a certain level of fame that I think that you kind of learn. I can't read everything I see because I have to take everything with a grain of salt. I know that people are going to come after me. Of course, they're going to say nasty things. But like the level at which it went on, I don't know. My heart fucking...
0: It hurt I broke for her. It hurt. Um, Oprah starts with the allegations of Hurricane Megan, and I, I, I honestly, I didn't even hear about this. I don't know if it was just a UK thing. Maybe you heard about it. I didn't. With the whole uh, Megan making Kate cry, mm. I knew nothing about that. Oh yeah. Um, so then to find out that it was the reverse, and the article came out six to seven months afterwards that is crazy cuz i mean we see the polarity in all of the headlines in the first place they mentioned it too the baby bump the avocado the outfits like right when the wedding happened people were comparing the wedding dresses and you know i personally i wasn't really feeling the first wedding dress but i also knew the reason why she was wearing something so loosely. Because it wasn't fitted, you know what I mean? It wasn't tight, it wasn't fitted, it was a bit loose everywhere, it was very plain. And I'm like, she probably did that on purpose. Kate's dress was tight, Kate's dress was lace, Kate's dress had embellishment. Megan's was not because she already knew what kind of heat she was getting. She did not want to show the curves of her body. Like the UK tabloids are trash that and literally like right after i was like i was like why is she wearing that dress and then it just clicked in my head mm-hmm. like there was just no way if she wore something skin tight they would have said something if she wore something any type of revealing any type of embellishment oh look at her being so extra kate's dress was laced arms it was fitted perfectly it no it had nothing to do
1: what? i don't even remember her fucking
0: <laughs> oh no she looked beautiful but i hate her now <laughs>
1: Yeah. The fucking UK press is dirty and they're mean and Pierce Morgan, the biggest bully of them all. Like, dude, do you really like get your rocks off of like making fun of women for literally just existing? And he walked off his show this morning with his co-host because his co-host called him out on it. He's like, you have been the nastiest person and spewing the most hate around this woman. And he got off. He was like, I'm not going to take this. I'm leaving. I'm like, it
0: must be nice. It must be nice. I wish he would be off air. I cannot stand Pierce Morgan. We've said it multiple times during this podcast. I think he's a trash human being. He's hot garbage fire. I don't care if that stops my journalism career anywhere. <laughs> what journalism career? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I can't, I cannot stand anything that has to do with Piers Morgan. I've always thought he was trash because I just don't understand the people who build their careers off of just like completely tearing down. It's not even just what he tears down. Everybody like we can all give our opinion. That's literally why we made this podcast because we need, we wanted black women to have a voice, have an opinion somewhere and we have opinions on everything, everything. But he is just so outlandishly rude. It's like, a, he's a caricature of a human being. You know what I mean? I feel like everything he says is negative. There's yeah. no praising of anybody. Like, it's just negative, negative, negative. And he I must can't go. stand him. And now he's making me speak negative, negative, negative. <laughs> oh, Pierce, <laughs> go away. What else happened? Oh, the baby. They brought the baby next. Yeah. The
1: What blew my mind is when Oprah was like, okay, but were you silent or were you silenced? Mm, powerful. Sent shockwaves through my fucking body. Because, yeah, we all know. Baby girl was silenced. Who the fuck is the institution?
0: Who are you? Who are you, big brother? Are you who watching? are you? It's wild. My camera's on. Don't say are they watching? Because now I'm nervous. No, that's crazy. Yeah. So she was saying the institution is a group of people, and in my head, I picture them like the movie What a Girl Wants. You know how he had his counsel? Yeah. That's who I'm picturing the institution to be because they also yes. ruined his life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the institution said that Archie would be the first baby that wouldn't receive security. Because back then, they didn't know whether Archie was a boy or a girl. They didn't know what the, what the gender of the baby was. And they didn't want the baby to be a prince or a princess. And Oprah continued to ask, like, why do you think that? What do you think is the reason why they didn't want to give the baby the title? Because what the hell? It's what not hell? like Harry is some third cousin, but... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's so di- He's so close to the crown. Like, it just doesn't make any sense what they were saying. Um, If I'm wrong in this, like someone just corrects me if it makes sense that Harry's kids wouldn't have a title, which I know it doesn't, so you don't even need to write me. (laughs) Um, So then they also spoke about the tradition of having the picture being taken outside and how it's always been a tradition in Megan had chosen not to do it. But Megan had chosen not to do it for specific reasons. They're already talking about the baby not getting security. they were already talking about all these things. And so now you want me to put my baby in the line of fire and they're not going to get security? Get the hell out of here.
1: And they get mad at me when I break tradition, but it's like, you left me no fucking choice. Like, she's a mother. Yeah, like, I think that it's really hard for people, especially like, you know, us. I don't have a fucking kid. I don't want a kid. I know how much responsibility that is. And I am nowhere near responsible to have one. But I know when I do, that's my fucking child. And don't you dare do anything to jeopardize his life or mine or my husband's. And that's exactly what they did.
0: I really just wanted all the tea spell. I felt like in the beginning, Megan was holding back, especially with the Kate stuff. She was definitely biting her tongue on that of thing. She started talking about her cries for help and how nobody cared. And she went to the institution saying that she needed to see somebody. And once again, it was like talking to a brick wall. And it came to a point of her contemplating suicide.
1: Which I hate that that was her, literally her only choice because they weren't going to give her that fucking help. How crazy is that? That you're like, I need help. And I feel like I'm going to kill myself. And they go, you know what? We totally get that. Like, we sympathize, girl. But sorry uh we can't and that's literally what happened in the crown too like diana in season four she's like i need fucking help i feel like i'm going crazy in this house can i see the queen like can i and everybody was like no bitch just sit in your room and deal and it's like these are real people with real feelings
0: and they don't give a fuck hr when she mentioned hr i just said oh hr sucks everywhere heard but
1: imagine like having to reach that level of being literal royalty and you have to go to like the Royal HR and they still tell you to piss off. I
0: can't. And it's all this talk about how dark her baby's going to be. Here's also my thing. Like Harry is a goddamn rebel. That man with, with used to do the wildest things, go to Vegas, do all this stuff. Harry has always been a rebel. I feel like they, they thought of Harry being with the black woman as another rebellious act that probably wouldn't stick. Let me fucking tell you something. If Harry was marrying a Black woman, with how concerned they were about it, they are lucky that the Black woman he chose to marry was someone as fair as Meghan Markle if they were concerned about skin color. Meghan is white passing. And you're just like, ooh, what color is that baby's skin going to be? What? What?
1: That was definitely fucking
0: William. That was definitely William. Oh, I 100% definitely see Definitely Charles. I can totally see it being William with his stupid ass hair, his bald ass head. Stupid ass fucking William. That's probably when his hairline started going back, when he started acting like his goddamn daddy. Exactly. That's hate speech, TikTok.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was wild. I loved when Harry came out, too, and he was spilling that tea. He spilled Mm -hmm. more tea than I really thought he would.
0: 100%. He definitely did. Megan started opening up and coming out of her shell and spilling more and more tea because, you know, he's been raised in it to like yeah. not speak and not to do that and all that stuff. So I thought he was going to hold back a bit. You're right.
1: I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that he said that his dad stopped picking up his calls.
0: He slipped that under there too. And, he... and
1: Oprah's like, back to what you said. <laughs> To what you just said about your father not answering your calls about your security getting taken away once you guys got to Canada, yeah, let's speak more about that. That was fucking crazy to me because how dare you not pick up your kid's phone call when he's worried about the very same thing that
0: happened to your fucking wife? But Prince Charles didn't care about Diana. And he didn't. Like he he was cheating the whole time.
1: Oh f- yeah, saw it on the crown.
0: How many times can I say The Crown this episode? I don't know. I always knew about that story because my mom was so into the Princess Diana story. I should watch The Crown. I haven't seen it. I I know I should watch it. I just feel like I know that story inside out. I watch so many royalty shows that I'm just like, (laughs) another one?
1: (laughs) But like in that show, they literally reiterate Time and time and time again, the lengths that they will go to protect that fucking crown and who's in charge of it and who's in line. So anything that threatens that, they got to fucking go. Like... The whole thing that happened with Diana and Charles when they go on their Australian tour and how that really solidified their marriage was over because like Diana did such a great job like Megan did. And her publicity took away from everything else that was most important because then it came like Diana, oh, Lady die like she became fucking iconic and they couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. So then you wonder why Harry was so frightened about not having security because they took away his mom's security. And look what happened. Like, and the fact that he had to come to America, he had to come to America for refuge. You know how crazy that is? Like America, Uh, a place for refuge. But you know, but like, and I do know that a lot of people do that. And like, yeah, that's just making a joke, but like royalty, Like Tyler Perry is the white knight in this story.
0: Please stop. You can't write this shit. You cannot. When they mention Tyler Perry, this man is everywhere. He is everywhere. I feel like people know how powerful Tyler Perry is, but not really know how powerful Tyler Perry is. One, he is rich as hell. That man is rich. He has the biggest Hollywood studio out of all the studios. His is the hugest. My man's came from nothing. He knows everyone. And now we find out that they took refuge in his house. And he paid for
1: security for them. Why? Because, oh, grandma cut you the fuck off. How crazy is that? He's a prince. He's entitled to these things. That's the one thing that did.
0: Oh, well, I, I So I read somewhere that. That the money does go to William. Did she need to financially cut him off? No, I don't believe so. But when I heard that it was Princess Diana's money, nice that that was, oh my God, I, I was crying. I was crying that that is what kept him financially afloat to provide for his family and the family's security that was stripped away from him. He was just like, well, I'm a prince. Like I was born into this. I didn't know that my security could be taken away. And they're just like, nope, strip, strip, strip. And then we're finding out that they were, in his words, they weren't reinventing the wheel. People have stepped down from senior positions. their are other positions. I'm pretty sure that's probably what Princess...
1: Eugenie.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm like, mm, what's your name? Princess Eugenie. She's probably not a senior member or I don't really know what the case is on who who's on what level. But apparently there are a bunch of people who aren't on senior level and you know, can still function, can still work, can still help the queen, quote unquote, or the institution, whichever may have. And so they weren't reinventing the wheel when they decided to step down and they just took it and ran. The media blamed Megan, called it Mexit all this stuff. And now they're saying that the security threat isn't taken away, but we're still going to take away your security. I can't. Thank God for Diana's money. Because I'm just, I'm still so shook. Because she like, knew. I just know. I don't want to pretend like I know, know what she's doing. But I just hope that she's just like, fuck yeah, son. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get out of there. Because she fucking
1: knew she, that, how they treated her that video clip that's surfacing around everywhere like 30 years ago where she's just like, it's terrible how much these people fucking suck because they don't care. They mm-hmm. do not care because God forbid, Megan and Harry just try to live a happy life that's seen as like, how fucking dare you? But yet Prince Andrew, And all of his allegations about being Jeffrey Epstein's literal fucking fuck boy and the shit that they did is fine.
0: I just don't even understand how he has been held up to no standard, no jury, no whatever the hell that they have to do with their system on what has been going on with his story. And everything's all cool and dandy. He still has his security. He's still living the life. No one's said anything. William cheated on Kate. The story came out before they could squish it, but they did try to squash it afterwards and now you barely hear anything about it. One more time, protect the fucking crown because
1: those stories were coming for William and William said, no, no, no. Let's shift the fucking focus on Meghan and Harry. Like it's literally, this is literally all William. William being like his dad and not wanting to get in trouble. So you know what, let me just throw my brother under the bus. And it's also crazy to me to just see how much even during the interview at the end when they're like, yeah, no, we still like talk to this family. I'm like, the trauma runs so deep. This is so crazy. The lengths you guys are still willing to go to protect people who literally Mm -hmm. want you dead.
0: Yeah. And Harry kept saying, they're still trapped. They are them. They're still trapped in this cycle because they speak about how like the tabloids, it's like this circle of the tabloids and the royals, how they're in this pact and how they have to work together because the people hated the royals after what happened to Princess Diana. They all turned on them. And so it was this whole need to regain the media back and all of that because once you're bad in with the media like that's it because even when harry and me and megan were getting married except for the blatant racism like the blatant racist the media weren't saying anything bad about megan yet no and then all of a sudden, the whole narrative changed and every single article you saw about Megan was negative and twisted. And I have a strong feeling that this is the first time she's ever experienced racism like that. I'm not gonna pretend to know Megan's life, but she is very fair. And I feel like going over there, it was just very jarring and eye-opening. They were calling her a chimp in articles and things. I'm just like, what? It just must have been such... I don't want to say culture change, because in the end, she's still a Black woman. I don't know how much before that she's like claimed it, because once again, I don't freaking know Megan. But to hear all of that written about her, where here, who knows if she experienced much of that at all? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of devastating. We find out that the tabloids have parties at the palace, what? Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, the Royals. Well, t- you guys were all reading the magazines with, with them trashing Megan the day before the interview came out. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, like we can't believe this has happened, that this was happening right under our noses. It's crazy.
1: Like this whole fucking cycle is led on the perception of like what people want to fucking see rather than like the truth. It's like, no, I'd rather see you talk shit about these people.
0: I hate it that they didn't bring up William enough, which makes me think that everything that's gone wrong is William because he's also next in line for the crown. Well, yeah. after Prince Charles, I just feel like even like, he would not say who brought up his child's skin color, I just in my gut, I'm just like, mm, William, you son of a bitch. And even other things like he, he barely spoke about William, which makes me feel like William and Kate are the biggest issues in all of this. Mm-hmm. Which is just wild to me, because I'm just like, excuse me? It- like how how bored are you guys? How bored are you? How bald are you? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Oprah finally asks, do they have any regrets? Harry says no. He had to think about it for a bit, which is understandable. But he says no. He's like, I have this life with, which is going to be soon, my two kids, my dogs. They have an Archie's chick
1: oh, oh, so, so cute. I love them
0: so cute. Um, He gets to teach Archie how to ride a bike, which he never got to like do and things like that. And then Megan says that she regrets believing that she would be protected. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that that is something that she needs to regret. That is not something to feel naive about because you you would hope that these people aren't lying to you to your face, this family that you're joining, this institution that is supposed to protect the royal family, which you are now under. I would never be like, oh, yeah, they're going to stab me in the back. I mean, I've watched yeah. enough royal shows to know that they all stab <laughs> each other in the back. But yeah, I, I really don't think that is something that she needs to regret. I feel like she needs to give herself some slack in that department and just understand that those people are shitty. But wow, wow. I feel like there needs to be just like an Oprah interview. Maybe not every week because that, that excited me and exhausted
1: me. <laughs> it took so much out of me. I need her to- Once um, Once a month. Once a month, uh, next month, let's get Britney on there.
0: Yes, I saw that as well. Oh my god, people are saying that Queen Elizabeth needs to go on the red table talk. Scream <laughs> hacking. She and now for this week's recap of The Bachelor. So as the episode starts, we see that this whole time we were blaming production once we saw that Matt's dad's gonna come. Like, oh, here they are, they're gonna try to picture. Matt's dad as the negligent Black father and all this. He asked for his dad to be there. And I was just like, I defended you and you're the one who asked for your father to be on The Bachelor. So he asked for that shit. Weird.
1: It was so weird.
0: His dad was honestly, he was so hyped to be there. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of those kids who, um, once they get drafted for the NBA, and the dad shows up all smiles like with a t-shirt with his name on it like ready to like be in front of the camera with him and then the son's just like like what the fuck are you doing here dad like you haven't been here since i was 6 kind of that's what this whole situation yeah. reminded me of his father had the biggest smile on his face. He was so hyped to be there. And here comes Matt. Boom, ch- ch- boom, boom, boom. Right hook. It was left a set hook. up. Right hook, left hook, uppercut, all of that. <laughs> it was just like, you did this, this, and this. You cheated on my mom. I didn't want fucking sneakers. I didn't want Chuck, I wanted Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it was just, like, it was just <laughs> hits on all levels. I felt like he was doing Taibo. Like, yeah. it was lying. <laughs> and his dad's and- like, what do you want from me? <laughs> His dad was just, he said, that's yo shit. I don't know why you're trying to blame all of it on moi. (laughs) My dad died when I was five. I ain't have no dad. Why are you so pressed? That's that's just literally how the situation started. He was like, I don't know why you're so pressed. Get off my back. What you do with your relationships is what you do. He said, everybody cheats. (laughs) Which just, that is just such an African man thing because my dad used to say that. He would literally say that to me verbatim. He's like, look, when you get married, just know that your husband's going to cheat on you. It's just a thing that happens. Like he would drill that in me when I was younger. So when I heard Matt's dad say that, it was just such deja vu. like, what? And I was just like, oh, so is this just the conversation that Every kid has with their African parents. Oh,
1: didn't know. <laughs> it was a crazy conversation because Matt wanted to use this time to really just tell his dad how much he fucked up in his life. And he wanted his dad to be like, I'm sorry. And his dad was like, What do you want? <laughs> like,
0: his dad was like, Fuck them kids. Truly. Like, just slap that Michael Jordan sticker on his dad's forehead. He said, It's not my fault you're emotionally crippled. He did not <laughs> care. Um, apparently Matt tweeted, right? Matt spoke about how like stereotypes of black fathers and all that are perceived and the, the cuts that ABC gave them. And I'm also just like, okay, so this is where it comes to the point where this is your fault for not doing any research of how the show gets edited, how it gets cut. Yes, the producers are shitty. We already knew that. We've been knew that before the whole let's cut out all the good group dates to show up to show all this catty girl drama. We've known that before your season. This is 25 seasons in the fucking making. We know that they do stuff for TV. So the way that they perceived your dad and let the world perceive your dad with the cuts that they gave him. You asked your dad to be on the show. In my personal opinion, this should not this conversation should have happened off air. This should have never happened Mm -hmm. on the show. You did not need your dad on the show to propose to whoever the fuck you were going to propose to. I just thought this was absolutely absurd. And just not
1: a conversation that you would have when you have three women left and you're going to like fantasy suites, you know? Like you should have talked to your dad before the show fucking even aired if this was like your grievances with him, if this was your issue on how to be a better man because like the way that you were brought up and what you've seen is not the best light and you felt like you have closed yourself off because of that like all of that we get bro we get it but to do it on air on the second to last episode before the finale when you have three women left like come on
0: i'm not saying the conversation didn't need to be had if he felt like it was stunting his emotional growth totally you do it before the show even starts filming or call him on the phone You do a FaceTime. If you thought that, if the producer said that if you brought your dad there, it had to be on camera. If you thought that was the case, then FaceTime your father when, you know, they they aren't working and having cameras in your face. I just feel like he seems so pressed now about the depiction that happened. What what did you think was going to happen?
1: Set that up. Um, No shit. It's how television works. Every single show for reality TV is always edited. To for the ratings. For the ratings. So, like, Matt, once again, dude, <laughs> come on, mm-hmm. like, you gotta, you gotta, kind of like, open your eyes a little bit and grow yeah. up. Like, you, if you don't know the answers to these questions, or if you're questioning, maybe look them up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I go Google. I, like, how many ounces are in a cup? You know, like, I Google fucking everything. <laughs> so, like. <sighs> I don't know. It was it was a wild conversation. And I get how that feels, you know, like my dad has been absent my entire life. So like, I would love the opportunity to tell him like, you've been a shit dad. And I want you to know that. But I also don't care enough because, like, yeah, he wasn't in my life, but you know, who was my fucking mom. And she was awesome. And so that's where I like to focus my energy on, not like this conversation he's having with his dad, who they clearly haven't talked in a while. Like,
0: and I mean, eventually they get to the apologies, which I've never thought I was going to see the African man concede. <laughs> I swear to God, I was looking at TV like, he is not going to get what he came for. And I need that to be known. But they both apologized. Um, his father said, like, oh, we, we need to continue this. I'm so proud of you. I'm just like, he is not going to call this man back.
1: I'm sorry. I went to, <laughs> a couple. the last time I saw my dad, I was probably 10 years ago. And it was at a funeral, for um, his brother who had died. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And I love you. And I promise I'm going to be there for you. And then we never talked again. So, you know, I was like, don't hold your breath, Matt. And I
0: don't know. I mean, we can always hope for the best. And I do hope for the best because that's a shitty situation to yeah. have to deal with and have to be in. No one wants that. But yeah, I just, I, I felt uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. It did not need to be on air. That is a private conversation. And once again, our opinions. But on to the rest of the episode. We have Michelle, Princess Michelle, Precious Michelle, the best Michelle go first. And it's a spa day. And of course, it's not just a good regular spa day. It's what is it? Pennsylvania Dutch style
1: or something. It's, it's fucking dairy and butter and oats. What
0: if someone's lactose intolerant?
1: <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. There was something about it that I was like, this just seems unnatural
0: to me. This just doesn't seem peaceful, restful, hopeful. I don't know. It just, it was not my cup of tea. Michelle's body is too hot for those granny panty bathing suits that she I wore, know. I was pissed. I was like, "Who picked this out for her?" I'm like, "Girl, I wouldn't even wear that," on. and I have a fupa. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, what you doing? You're what too you too hot doing? for that. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, they still seem to have so much fun. They were very cute. Um, Michelle described what staying in love was like. And I just thought it was very beautiful. It was just like our love isn't always going to look the same throughout the years. And it's about doing the little things to just still keep it going and things like that, which I just thought was. I
1: love and it really sucks that she's not going to get picked (laughs) because like who
0: who wouldn't want to hear that from somebody? I don't want to hear that. I know what the ending's <laughs> going to be, but I don't. It's like even when the end was there and he was at the rose ceremony, I was just like, I know who's going home, but it doesn't make it any easier to see. Um, they have their little fantasy suite and it looks like a, I don't know, a separate cabin once again on the very expansive, expansive <laughs> property of Um, He screams her name out the window. She says that, did she say falling in love or that she was in love? I can't remember. I can't um, remember
1: either because I was very, I just know drunk that.
0: Yes. Watching. I just know that he didn't say it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, the, the thing that made me laugh is that Michelle said that she sees Matt as her person. And we all know that Serena P said that Matt is not her person. And I was just like, I wonder if that put like a band aid back in his heart so he could be like, yes, the like, fuck boy is back. He's like, I'm somebody's person. I'm somebody's person. But I'm still not going to pick you. (laughs) (laughs) Which
1: is a shame because I feel like after watching last night's episode, like she really is into him. And obviously all of these girls are really into him. But like they just have this energy with each other that they look very comfortable and they already kind of look like a couple and Mm -hmm. she's closer to him in age. So I think that's when you kind of start. You know, and everybody's different, but I think it's, you can picture your life the way you want it to go when somebody's closer in age. Because it's like you kind of are like on a path towards the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like because he's, what, 30 now? She's 27. Like, And the other two girls are 24. Yeah. So I was like, I really like this for him. She seems very mature. She seems like very willing to work on issues with him and like, yeah, she gets it. She has a white mom too. So I feel like, you know, they're both biracial. They get it.
0: They're both very into sports. They both work with kids. Like they have so many similarities and it doesn't seem like boring. Like they have so much in common, but there's no chemistry there. It seems like there's a bunch of chemistry. She came so late in the game and they still clicked so fast and so hard. Yeah. So it's just, it's which is what Chris
1: Harrison said. It ended up being there ended up being thirty eight women in total. How wild is that? Crazy because for Tasha's and for Claire's season, it was only like thirty. Was it
0: thirty? I'm like, wasn't it twenty five? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> Once again, the disparities, we can't even get into it. But we have Rachel literally sobbing and crying and whining, which I just didn't appreciate. I was just like, why are there so many cuts of Rachel inside of Michelle's day? I didn't understand why that was needed. Cause to me, it just wasn't. We have Brie who goes next. He took her on a hike. Hard pass. Hard fucking pass. No, thank you.
1: Stop taking me into the woods. <laughs> I don't want to go go that many times in a row. Like, I feel like all of her dates have been like outside. I think it would be really nice for her to just have an indoor date once.
0: She said that too. She was like, I'm the most indoorsy person. Like, I don't know why all of my dates have been outdoors. Like, I'm not (laughs) about it. And I
1: felt that. Yeah, because where's she from? She's from like San Francisco, right? She's not even from like a super... I'm just thinking like, I feel like nothing about her screams.
0: I like the outdoors. And he's just like, let's do this. Let's go on a hike. Let's go go on a hike. That I don't know how to build. I I don't know how to build. Even though I kept saying pitch tent. I love pitching tent. I pitch tents. But no, he doesn't know how. No. Oh, I felt so bad when Brie was like saying that she's fantasizing about... Wait, what did I write? I can't be in the full i calling 911. <laughs> I said, fuck out of here. He's he's also never been camping and this is their full day. Is this a joke? I'm calling 911. <laughs> I'm starting a fire. So a ranger says you guys have to go to a hotel. <laughs> Me as fuck. Oh my God. Um, it just sucks when Brie was just like, oh, I'm fantasizing about Matt. Getting down on one knee. And it's just like, sis, it is never going to happen. And the thing is that she had an inkling because she was the last one picked. And we all know that if Serena P was there, she would not have made it. So for her to say like, oh, I'm fantasizing about him getting on one knee. I'm like, girl, stop. Please stop. Don't. Um, You're not getting picked. You're not getting picked. Her outfit for the dinner irked me for some reason. I don't know.
1: I don't remember it.
0: I don't know. Um, So they had their night in the hotel, door closes, yada, yada, yada. Was that the date that he wore that blue blazer with the leather labels? Because I was just like, that looks like it's from Zara. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But he did the same thing he did with Michelle at the end of the date, which was go on the balcony and, you know, yell out her name. And I was just like, is this, does he do this often? (laughs) Does he do this in the balconies of New York City? I'm like, like, no.
1: yeah. He's like in his Midtown apartment, just screaming off the red. fire
0: escape. <laughs> Monica, LaKeisha, LaWanda, <laughs> Trina. <laughs> Let me stop there. Wouldn't be that many. That wouldn't. No, I was. That just was too say. many black names in a row. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> he
1: has never. This come is why
0: to- we do this show, people. He has
1: never come into contact. With the LaQuisha, with a... Lashanda, <laughs> Lashanda, with anything, <laughs> Trina. Definitely, he don't know no Trinas.
0: He don't know no Trinas. <laughs> oh my
1: God! I was gonna say he knows a bunch of Rachels,
0: but but he was calling her Rach. Get out of here! Ew, y'all mad tight, and I'm grossed out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rachel starts crying once again. Literally, Michelle looks so tight. Like she looks so annoyed. She gave the camera a Jim Halpert look. She did. She said, y'all see this too, right? I'm not crazy. It's like, shut up. Um, She starts complaining still as Bree is like talking about how good their day is. It's like, you know, you're next. You also know what show you signed up for. Like, stop acting a fool. Yeah. And you also know that he
1: definitely fucking likes you by the order in which he put all your dates. Like nobody wants to be that middle date because you already know that middle girl is going to go home you already know the first girl is going to be somebody who's really excited to be with. And the last girl is somebody who's really excited. Like he wants to end on a bang.
0: Yeah. So Rachel, you're good. Like, shut the hell up. Um, I did not really care about Rachel's date. They did pottery. They try to do some ghost shit, but you could see her face was in a permanent pout. Um, her pottery sucked. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to remember what was there. Cause I just didn't even care. She tells him her sob story, which isn't really a sob story. It's literally just a story of anybody who's ever been on The Bachelor Bachelorette. And he says he's falling in love with her, which pisses me off. And she says that she's completely in love with him. They reenact the scene from the movie. And then I went to go throw up in the bathroom because I was over it.
1: I think my drunkness took a turn because I don't remember um, a lot of their date.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember
1: that they did pottery.
0: I, I just I, kept looking up from Twitter. Cause I was just like, let me just look at it. Let me just see what's happening. I don't care, but let me see.
1: Cause then they got fireworks,
0: right? I didn't dream that. Yeah, they did get fireworks. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for filling in. <laughs> also side note, why were all the fantasy seat cards underneath the plates of food? Just, just leave it out. Like we know it's there. Yeah. Stop. It was so like, he literally, cause they don't eat the food either. So it's like, so is the food going to spill off the plate? Like every time he's like, Lifting it all high to get the card. I was like, this is just so ridiculous. I'm like, just put it on the table. Just Literally put it on, put it on the, the table. table. It's fine. We know it's there. Just like the rose, we know there's something there. Um, so finally, finally, we get to the rose ceremony. Um, Brie? Gorgeous. Looks sickening. Oh, my God. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for all this season, baby. Yes, with the side part. Yes, this is the outfit you should go home in. Yes.
1: <laughs> it was a goodbye outfit i don't know if she planned it but it works
0: or maybe she thought it would change his mind last minute like oh he can't send me home when i look good but he did, he did. <laughs> but he did um <laughs> and it's like it's so funny because when michelle came out in monica sandals and i was screaming
1: <sighs> yeah michelle michelle's looks not the best.
0: It's just so funny. Um, and I know in the beginning, when we were talking about the girls, when we were just getting to know them. You know, all I did was speak about how pretty and attractive I thought Rachel was. Which, you know, I still do. But standing next to Michelle and Brie as the last three, I was just like, wow, Michelle and Brie are so beautiful. <laughs> like these girls are And this isn't any hate on Rachel at all. I do. I, I'm all because I don't really care for her views or anything like that. Right now does not mean that I don't think that she's a gorgeous girl. I really do. But I was l- looking at Brie and Michelle like, wow. Yeah. Hot. And then I looked at Rachel and I was like, that's an okay dress. Like, that's all I could think of Yeah. Her outfits, this were episode. Were hit and miss. Were,
1: yeah. She was very homely. It looked like an old limited to like cardigan that she just packed in there for like an off day. She's like, oh, I'll just like, yeah, these clothes that I've had for 10 years, yeah, I'll just bring some of them with.
0: You know, when people get comfortable in a relationship and they just stop trying, she's like, I got it. I got Matt on the hook. Yeah. Let me just wear whatever the hell I want. That's what it felt like to me.
1: Let me wear what I want and let me just cry and complain because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to come out victorious.
0: Michelle gets the first rose. Yeah. We know that Bree's going home, but I just, it hurts. Don't hold your breath. I'm just, And yeah, my heart got broken. Um, So did Breeze. (laughs) Because for a second in my drunk mind, I was like, how crazy would it be if he sends Rachel home? If everybody's wrong, they send Rachel (laughs) home. Exactly. You know, you always got to hold out for hope. Brie still just looked so beautiful while she was crying. I always love women that can look beautiful when they're crying. Like when Halle Berry won the Oscar and she was crying on stage, I was just like, how? She looks so good. And this is her ugly crying? What? Yeah. I put a paper bag on my head when I ugly cry.
1: (laughs) I'm envious of a beautiful crier. One time me and my best friend in college, we got in a fight with each other and I don't know what it was about, but all I know is in the morning, I woke up to like do work on my laptop and it's said in Google how to pretty cry. Cause like I'd been crying cause she was so mean to me and I wanted sympathy cause I'm like, I'm not a cute crier at all. Like the eyes get red. It's fucking a gross. So I was like drunkenly Googling how to cry pretty.
0: The trick is to stay stone faced as you cry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's no crinkles. There's nothing. It's just like the glistening of your eyes, the tears running down your face. You look like a stone cold killer, but like all this is happening to your face and you're just like, that's it.
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to try this the next time I hurt my own feelings.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got told that once, that, like he kept saying, he's like, you're, you're so beautiful when you're angry. And I was just like, I'm going to punch you in the face <laughs> like I'm going to kill you because like, as up. you know when you get frustrated and angry like tears run down your face but it's like you're not sad yeah you still want to kill someone who's like you look so beautiful i'm like shut the fuck up
1: like stop making me more angry the tears keep
0: coming yeah <laughs> but when i'm like crying crying because i'm sad it is not a good look no yeah <laughs> nobody needs to see that No one needs to see that. Um, I honestly wouldn't have minded if we ended up with Brie as the Bachelorette just because I just think she is gorgeous and we need more people of color. All because you gave us two in a row doesn't mean that ends the road. And now, according to Reality Steve, Katie was officially announced as the Bachelorette at the end of After the Final Rose. And the thing that's so shady about that is that everyone has been tweeting how they hope that the next Bachelorette is a woman of color. They hope that the next Bachelorette is a person of color. And she's been liking all of them. There's literally a trail of those tweets that she (laughs) likes knowing that she was already picked for the Bachelorette. That is so, she's like, Oh, I understand what you're saying. I get it. I understand, but I'm in this for me. I
1: actually, I really kind of love that where she's just like, like, She's like, yeah, no, this is crazy. No, definitely a woman of color. Like, no, yes, yes, girl, give me those petitions. I'll sign them. Meanwhile, she's sitting on a fucking case of money. I'm
0: ready to get her check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause it's like, I didn't really have a problem with, with Katie. I, I did only when she was like leading the hate on Sour Brigade until she heard what Sour was crying about. And then all of a sudden she became fucking Gandhi. And I did like that she was sex positive and all that, but I just feel like I'm going to be bored during her season. I just know it. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be covering it to be quite honest. Yeah, guys
1: up in the air right now it really it really is this season was a fucking doozy and it's not even over yet like we saw one more episode with uh looks like a heart-shaped ring They keep going little little clips of it i can't really get a good look
0: i can't get a good look you had told me it was a heart-shaped ring before the season started and i told you don't fucking say it to me ever again <laughs> So that's the only time at the very
1: first episode when then they do the like this season on The Bachelor. That's the only time you gotta go look at the ring. And yeah. I'm not gonna go back now. I'm just gonna hope I'm right. But I can't I hope, wait
0: to see I hope um the tears. Reality Steve is wrong again and it's not Katie. Or because of the backlash, they switch it up. Cause that's what they did for JoJo season. It wasn't supposed to be Jojo. Jojo was not picked. It was a woman named Kayla. Mm-hmm. I, I believe her name is Kayla she was picked they already started filming like her trailer cut like at her house and all of that and then the world just fell in love with jojo because of the way that ben had let her go because ben was the first bachelor to say i love you to two women ah uh, let scandal. and she was so shocked when he said that like she was like what? Like, so you? Know, she thought it was her. Yeah. And then he sends her home. And the whole world just rallied behind JoJo. And so wow. they ended up saying, peace out, Kayla. And made JoJo the Bachelorette, even though they already started filming with Kate.
1: Ow, I would be so upset. I'd be like, <laughs> punch me in the fucking face next time.
0: It was so wild. It was so wild. Um, So maybe that might happen again if there's enough enough um uproar. I just think that's so wild. She liked so many tweets like that knowing that she was the bachelorette the whole time.
1: (laughs) Well, so if not her, who would you want to see? Because here's the thing. I, when I tell you do not give a shit about this franchise, Mm. I mean it. But that being said, I would still rather Katie be it than somebody I actually like because I want them to break free like i don't um, want it to be abigail i don't even want it to be brie i want brie to just like go back to san fran and be gorgeous and like date like victor cruz or something
0: i well victor cruz is in new jersey that's the whole reason why him and karuche broke up girl so but i just like a, just a hot celebrity who's used to be in sports
1: and he's not anymore that's what i picture for brie
0: I still would. I would rather be Brie, one, because if she spoke about her leaving her job one more time, I was going to scream. Literally, everybody leaves their job to be on the show. I don't know. Um, She's like, I left a lot to be here. Everybody did. I'm like, what were you doing? That was your choice. Everybody did. Like, so what? You thought you were guaranteed to win because you left your job? So that was a little annoying to me. Michelle is a teacher
1: like she's molding young kids minds to become like actual functioning adults in the world and be able to like know how to do things like what everybody left their job.
0: It was your choice to leave your dream job for a man like you can stop mentioning it now because he didn't know you then and you just did it. He didn't ask you to leave your job. Um, But I would rather look at Brie because I also feel like there's a bigger personality to Brie than what we saw. Yeah. And I feel like I, yeah, I would pick her.
1: What about Serena P? Would you want to see her?
0: No, no. Only for the fact that it would kill Matt. <laughs> <laughs> ah! It would kill him so bad. <laughs> That's the only reason. Um, yeah, I, I, I still choose break. Okay. Or no, Michelle's too good for it. Michelle's too. She's too good. Yeah.
1: I don't want to see anybody who I I, really like, you know, take on this journey. So sure, Katie. Yeah. Worth my while because
0: I'm going to hate watch regardless. Oh, my God. But if it was Serena P and she's like, she tells a person that she picks, you're my person. Oh, my God. Stop. I can't even. Let me just write the rest of the show. Please stop. Ah! But yeah, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Talk to Us Nice. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. We know this was a lot, but girl, was it worth it? The answer is yes. Always yes. We will see you on Sunday for that Talk to Us Nice, Talk That Talk edition. Please follow us on Instagram at Talk to Us Nice Podcast. Follow us on Twitter for all our great lights tweets. Let me tell you something our tweets on the Prince Harry and Oprah interview, woo, God Save the Queen. Um, <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at talk to us. Nice. Email us at talk to us. at gmail.com and slide into our DMS. We love a good slide. We love a good slide. We love a good review guys. Type, type, type in on Apple. Talk to
1: us. Nice. Give us a subscribe. Give us a little review. Just be like, ah, oh, their voices. Angelic, they know so much. How are they just podcast queens? They should take over the world. I don't know. I'm just free balling here. So, just something
0: to start you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you guys on Sunday. Bye. Bye.